0: All right. So getting this uh, Monday started right. Um, let's see. I am a Bulletproof coffee fan, by the way, uh, for everyone out there listening. The, uh, I actually buy into the whole mold-free coffee thing. I've, I have worked for Starbucks for four years. Now I feel like I can't really bash them, can I, in a public forum? So I won't, I won't bash Starbucks. I just I worked for them for four years. It was a great experience. I learned a lot. But Bulletproof coffee is amazing. Mm. It's good strong too. Today, everyone listening to Dissecting Popular IT Nerds, we are talking with Tony Faturos. Did I do that? Did I do that right?
1: You did it right. All right. <laughs> Better than
0: really most. <laughs> This is, uh, I'm hoping this will be a fun one because you work for supposedly a fun company, Mattel. Mm-hmm. Mattel. Yep. So we get to talk with, uh, you know, big time IT director at massive... You know the the stereotype. I mean, I guess the what normally people would think, what comes to mind is toys uh, with Mattel. So, with that being said, let's do a new let's do a new section of the show called "Favorite Toy." It nerds had as a kid prior to internet being invented. What did we do with ourselves? You know, did you ever have Pong? We can't really call that a toy. That's a video game. I don't think we can call that. But did you ever have Pong in the house?
1: Yeah, I'm old enough to to
0: have had. Yes, people don't know. You know when you have to like attach your video game to the TV with a screwdriver. (laughs) Yeah, that's (laughs) forks and screws. You know, it's (laughs) just uh, it's just an interesting. You know, and the switches are. You know, they're not like it's not like there's no there was no such thing as a touch screen. Some of these these things really amaze me. Like no such thing as a touch screen. It was a like a lever, like a lever to turn on a video game. And it just seems weird to me that that stuff worked back then. So anyways, all that aside, can you remember what your favorite toy is? I was trying to jog my memory uh, prior to this as to what my favorite toy would have been. I think mine was the BB gun. Can you call that a toy? That's probably like a bet. Absolutely. <laughs> you know,
1: guns are great toys. Of doing things with BB guns. <laughs> you know. Mostly to people, not to... Uh, That's messed up. Nothing I can't fight back. <laughs> <laughs> what well,
0: what was your favorite toy as a child?
1: You know, it's funny. I, uh, I gotta say it was my Star Wars action figures. It's,
0: it's, that was the, s- that was the second, that was actually the first thing that came to mind because, uh, I my best friend in first grade was Mika Tornikowski, Uh, mm-hmm. and he had, his parents were so cool that he had like the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. He had, you know, the X-Wing and then he had the GI Joe aircraft carrier. Which, if anyone knows how big that was, yeah, the thing was huge. So, yeah.
1: Playmobil actually just put out um, a replica of the original um, USS Enterprise, and that <laughs> thing is supposed to be something like three feet long or something along those lines. And uh, it's got various sections that you pop out and you put the things in, you know, uh-huh. the, the, the little figures in. And that thing, I think, is retailing somewhere around six hundred dollars right now.
0: Kids, kids kids, are missing out. They they miss out on the old days. They really don't. They kind of look at you like you're weird right now. Like, what do you mean models? What do you mean you glued stuff together? Remember models? Remember like the tubes, the Estes tubes with like the little blue or like the little clear cap on it and you would glue a bunch of stuff together and I never really, you never really paint anything. You kind of, how quickly can I glue this thing together fly this plastic airplane into the... So Well, my thing,
1: my thing was always, what do you do with the leftover plastic connectors for all the pieces? Burn so them. I always felt weird throwing those away. <laughs> so I'm like, there's got to be a usefulness, you know? But I never.
0: It so yeah, you take a lighter good. and you see a bunch of black plastic smoke. <laughs> 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 Kids got away with all kinds of crap. I don't know. It would probably so end true. up on the news or something now. So okay, <laughs> IT director at Mattel. Seems like an easy job.
1: <laughs> That's like the I IT mean, director alone, right? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Um, we, we, you know, you know, maybe just tell me a little bit. You know, you've been, uh, you've been, you've IT's come quite a ways in the I don't know, however many years you've been been doing this. Um, you know, what was uh, what was the first your first? What was your first job? Sometimes I ask people what was their first computer. Maybe we can, um, well, first of all, yeah, what was your first computer?
1: Uh, it was a Franklin that I bought at uh, Sears. And uh, just got to show you how far back this went. Um,
0: well, you said well, Sears.
1: Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, not true. It was Vic-20. Oh. Actually, now that it, that it dawns on me.
0: I it's would Vic say 20, that that's 50. I would say if I had to ask people, like the majority of the answers are a Vic 20 or Apple 2E, 2C, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But then my second one was the Franklin, because, you know, the only thing I ever learned to do on the Vic was to say, you know, um, you know, line 10, repeat.
0: Programming. Line
1: 10, high, line 20, repeat.
0: A lot of you people learn programming <laughs> on that though. A lot of people learn crazy stuff. I've yeah. a, a lot of guys told me like, I learned how to like, cheat on my mass test or, you know, they, they, they like put yeah. in some kind of code or something, you know, they learned how to like do various different things. Okay. Um, that work ran on DOS for those, yeah, um, um, how is that, how do we describe DOS to someone actually working? Did you ever work in it for like a long, like an actual period of time where there was no windows? Uh,
1: uh yeah, I'm going to say for Dom, primarily <laughs> Um, like high school, what we do, yeah, like word processing, school, Pascal and okay, all that other good stuff. Um, Windows in my life really didn't come into play until I got to college, so that was around like uh 80, 87, 88, 89. was the first time I really saw you know Windows computers, you know, en masse. Mm. Um, isn't, yeah, it
0: to to it. It? isn't it interesting that you used to have to boot it? Isn't it interesting that we used to have to boot Windows? You had to choose. Like, let's see. I think I'm going to use Windows today. Win, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, win.exe. Okay, now I can click on one program. I can...
1: <laughs> I, I remember people struggling with, with trying to figure out how to use a mouse. Yeah, what is yeah. that? Because,
0: what yeah, Were they just exactly. annoyed? Or, is it because people were so used to, like, F1, F2, F3, and their normal yeah. everyday functions of... Like, when I worked for Quest Wireless in college, which was like the best job I ever had because they paid me over $10 an hour and I wasn't working in a kitchen. Um, <laughs> no, really. Like I thought it was amazing, you know,
1: not the quest kitchen. <laughs> I had to
0: learn. I kind of had to learn this, like all these like DOS based systems that telecom had run on forever. You know It seemed like you were going back in time because you graduated from college and you were using windows in college. You're like, well, what do you mean? f1 f2 control whatever to go to some billing scene, to billing screen and then to give someone a credit and you got really good at using those keys so i can understand why people would think this mouse thing's stupid like what do you mean there's an arrow why do i have to put can i just like f1 f2 type of thing so what were the struggles this is the mouse struggles the mouse ears (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
1: well if you think back to to like you know the introduction of like um you know, um, touch screens too, right? People struggled with that in the beginning too, because it was like, well, wait a minute, you know, you know, uh, I, I distinctly remember actually like my mom, because my mom always had nails. I mean, we were from New Jersey, so yeah, you know, she had like nails from here to Monday. And uh nice. she couldn't she couldn't use the touch screens because her nails kept getting on, you know, and it took hmm. people a long time to kind of figure things out to say, hey, how do I kind of navigate things and and uh, that sort of thing. So, you know.
0: That would have been I mean, a nice, uh, like a good uh, reality show back then. Like Jersey Shore meets computer.
1: iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Jersey phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, you know, my my nails. i to get an iPad. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. I can't talk Jersey. about that too much because my wife gets jealous of Snooky. I was like, you know, I really like the Jersey. I like the Jersey. She's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> that's all mad. <laughs> I don't
1: know what your experience has been, but you know, I grew up in Jersey and yeah,
0: it's scars. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it like 99% of like the, the world's like patents come out of New Jersey or something like that? Everything comes out of New Jersey. It's not even a big place. What's up with that?
1: Yeah, <laughs> What well, was the home of uh, Bell Labs. So back in the day, so Bell Labs was was right in the middle of the state. So a lot of those innovations actually kind of started in Bell Labs back in the day, and uh, hmm,
0: there you out, have it. Kind
1: of went out from there. There so, you have it. I, yeah. For all
0: for everyone out there that likes to make fun of New Jersey, you should be thanking <laughs> you should be hey, thanking them.
1: I still make fun of them. <laughs> 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 I'm actually getting on a plane this week and heading back you know, oh. because. Uh,
0: do you yeah, I got family stuff? Cool. Do you remember do you remember anything with the mouse and the nails? And um do you remember any specific like what like any specific end user that comes to mind that you can remember struggling with like they were just oh, losing God. their mind? What was it?
1: What's yeah, the first no, thing
0: that comes right. to mind?
1: It it was like the so back in the day, uh so actually, you know, one of the questions you asked me earlier was kind of what first Job, so actually, it was a um, systems trainer for a company back in the day called Liz Clayborn mm. um, that used to be an apparel manufacturer. Now they're actually, I think,
0: more makeup or they're what? Going
1: by DKNY. D- well, it was women's clothes, men's clothes, okay. you know, assorted of types, that sort of thing. And uh, so my first job was actually training, uh, you know, p- people to to use company systems. And at that time, we were actually converting over from kind of the old mainframes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember like the you know, the dumb terminals we used to call them because they really didn't have any of the processors or storage or anything like that. There's some fat cables in the back going back to like, mm. like a big Univac looking thing tucked away in some closet. I mean
0: I know of it. I don't have intimate uh, experience.
1: You haven't lived. I don't, I don't. You haven't lived and you haven't like, been in a room called a Tape Library.
0: I mean, I remember Frame <laughs> Relay and like I remember when I was, work- again, when, back when I was working at Quest Wireless, there was a department right next door that supported HP Tape Backup. So, <laughs> so that was even, that was you know futuristic. This is way before, you're even talking before that, so.
1: Yeah. Well, I was kind of on the cusp. I mean, I, when I started, we were just starting to go into like the client-server model, mm-hmm. um, away from kind of the, the you know the the massive mainframe. Mm. The old, originally as hundreds. Original mm-hmm. um, what do know, we use that
0: for, like, anyways? Like inventory. Uh, everything, oh. everything,
1: mostly finance. You know, warehouse management systems. You know, you certainly not credit early? cards.
0: You said, Liz uh, Ca- no. Claiborne, and i you, when you said Liz Claiborne, I, it brought me back to like the Worcester Galleria Mall, you know, which is like a park <laughs> it's like a parking garage now, right? And I would go in there with yeah. my mom. and remember the credit card machines that you would have to, like manually put piece of paper down and there was like a yep. yellow copy, pink copy, whatever, and slide the credit card over. and, you're like, well, I, yeah. I guess the credit card works. Like there's no way to check a balance. <laughs> there's no way to check if the credit card was shut down. There is no way to, yeah. none of that. Think of that. And people no. would have all these credit cards. They'd have like a book of like, it was just a, it was such a different time. I feel yeah. like. Yeah. No,
1: people used to go in, you know, reach into the purse, go into the wallet. And then it'd be like, you know, you would pull out like gold, it's like a playing deck of them and be like, pick a card in card. You know. And it was like, yeah. oh, today you got the diners club.
0: <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> diners club I wonder if that still exists that definitely exists of some sort it's more of an app it's like a thousand different apps now the, <laughs> so what was the it was just a different job so it was a different job back then we were teaching mm-hmm. people how to use a mouse mm-hmm. that the end user struggle probably hasn't changed much it's just a different thing now It's just a different thing now. What would you say is like? um, We talked. We talked a little bit last time about how how measuring value of IT right, and Mm -hmm. because the the biggest struggle that a lot of IT people have is well, there's only there's four of them, you know, but one of them is communicating with end users and training end users, and one of them is probably convincing upper management, selling upper management of your value and, mm-hmm. Hey, we need more money and, and how do we do that type of thing? So mm-hmm. I don't know how you want to answer that question. Maybe you can just provide some, sure. some aha moments that you've had over the years.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, if I kind of contrast, you know, kind of the IT world, when I started for Square at today, you know, you really kind of have to take a step back and kind of look at the world. You know, everything has shifted from, you know, manual to digital. Like, you know, you talked earlier about the credit cards, right? You know, When I first started out, we had the manual kind of swipe card machines, you know, with paper and all. You never knew what the credit limit was until, you know, weeks later or whatever the case may be. But today we live in a digital world, you know. So um, with that comes certain expectations, you know, Um technology is basically consumerized. So that's always, it's the everyday experience that people, you know, utilize, like the Amazons and everything like that, that kind of becomes their baseline expectation
0: uh-huh. in terms
1: of how organizations serve up technology. Mm. So, you know, there's a meme that always floats around out there and it's like, well, you know, it compares one side of the picture shows, you know, an Apple device with one button, you know, and the other side of it says, and here's your billing system like 5 million fields and all kinds of other stuff, right? Yeah. Um, Oh, please send me that.
0: Please send me that one. Yeah. I Actually,
1: I've seen it all over the place. I have to look at it. So people
0: look to IT and they're like, why can't we do what Amazon does? Why can't we do what Apple does? Or they're like, why is this so... It's one or the other. Either people don't realize how much goes into making one button. Yeah. They don't realize how much goes into the simplicity of swipe and buy why are we so complicated what the heck's wrong with our IT department
1: yeah well you know and even that's starting to, to change you know it used to be you know hey we're a cost center and, and you know it's kind of tough to kind of get it get seats at that table but you know today's IT departments um, and, and I'm I'm very fortunate to work in a, at an amazing company that that has an incredible um, IT leadership team. Um, and uh, today, you know, it's hard to describe, actually. Um, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to dial it back.
0: <laughs> Please, uh, so, you know, <laughs> don't cry. Lost my don't class. cry. That's just how much it's,
1: it's yeah, so I good now. I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> 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 you know? But it, I mean, you know, kind of going back to that whole, you know, consumerization. You know now you kind of go back to not only um, you know it becoming an actual revenue center in a lot of, in a lot of aspects uh, and predominantly an enabler, right? So you know when we think about the Amazon experience, you know a lot of times executives will talk about how can we can't provide an Amazon experience as opposed you know to our <laughs> customers as well as you know our our actual employees, right? So you know, now, now IT is kind of faced with, with multiple experiences that they, they really have to consider, right? It's customer experiences, but also the flip side of it is employee experience as well. Mm-hmm. And that whole employee experience is kind of like the, the realm that I play. In. Okay. You know, um, you know, that's, that's my predominant focus because we've got amazing people that, that focus on the good customer experience and user experience and all that good, good stuff. Um, but it's the employee experience from a digital perspective that, that is kind of what.
0: So how can we measure, how can we measure the value of it? How can we measure the value of it? How can we measure that we're getting the value of it? Is that by going to the users or how how do we well, do There's that? a bunch
1: of different ways, right? So at the end of the day, it comes down to, to the P and L, right? If you ever want to kind of measure the value of it, you have to be able to speak the language that, that executives speak on investor relation calls. That's what it comes down to, you know? So, if they're talking about, you know, certain KPIs relative to, take the supply chain shortage right now, right? Uh-huh. you know, uh, if they're talking about certain metrics associated with, you know, operations or financials, that sort of thing, uh-huh. then, then, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you work for an organization that does X. In the case of Mattel, uh-huh. you know, we, we manufacture toys, but we also have, you know, a strong IP catalog you know, brands uh-huh. that we utilize in multiple media. Uh-huh. Um, if you work for a, you know, um, professional services company, you know, that does consulting or something like that, then you have to be able to, to think in those terms and really speak in those terms, you know? And, and that that really kind of permeates the entire experience, right? From from the get-go of anything that you're trying to implement or, or you know, change inside of the organization all the way through to the delivery. You always kind of have to couch it not from the IT side of the house, but always from the business side of the house. So that's like job one.
0: I would assume then for people out there, if, if I had told you to walk me through this, I'm sure you could walk me through an example pretty easily. But <clears throat> before we get to that, the my assumption would be, and I don't want to assume here, my assumption here would be that the advice to others out there then is first you need to learn that language of business or be able to dig in and... I don't know, but pull out whatever those those KPIs are or whatever, whatever KPIs that you can um, key performance indicators, um, yeah. things that you can uh, measure and that you could affect positive change on. If you don't know what those are or you don't know at least what the KPIs are that are important to the people running the company, then you're maybe just a pawn in their game.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, what it what it does is you're kind of like one of the forgotten contributors, right? Because mm, like you that. can't connect those dots, you know, um, then all of a sudden you're speaking the language that they don't understand. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't really influence whether, you know, they can't understand how it's going to influence what they do. Now, again, I'm going to go back to the point of, you know, the, the, the digitalization um, of... You know, everything these days have made people a lot more savvy in general and a lot more technology friendly. As a matter of fact, it's becoming a huge, it has become a huge demand at this point. If you think back to what's happened over COVID, you know, that consumerization of, uh, or, you know, of technology or digitalization had reached down into the smallest mom and pop shops, right? You know, I, I think about like the corner deli, for example, that all of a sudden had to go on to Square, and they never did that before to be able to do things like delivery or Grubhub or whatever the case. May be. Yeah. Or
0: they went you out know? of business because they didn't, exactly. they weren't there or the people that were there already were like ahead of the game.
1: Exactly. So they were
0: slammed you know, but, or they went out of business because they got slammed because <laughs> they got, yeah, we can't no, handle so this.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's really true. I mean, it's, it's, um, but it, you know, it, it really kind of showcases, um, you know the, the the important role that that technology is now playing in, in everyone's lives. You know, um, and and you know, if you're in IT in, a, in an organization today, that's kind of your anchor. You know, in terms of how you how you broach conversations about that uh, about the role that IT plays. You know, it's no more. Hey, we're kind of the lifeblood and all this other stuff. It's like no, you're 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 interacting with with your customers, you're enabling, you are, you know, and in a lot of cases you're innovating, you know? Um, how are we,
0: yeah. and it might sound stupid, but, you know, how do we do that? How do we spend, get out of speaking our language to speaking their language? Everyone talks about bridging the gap between IT and, yeah. and you, that's, that's important, right? But yep. how do we do that? Well, rather than know, just like, hey, you gotta talk with the people, man. Go around, you know, talk with no, the people, no, shake hands. You gotta <laughs> talk with the people, talk with the people, talk with the people. But, you know, like no, but really, let's get a little more granular. Like, can we, like, you know, how? Okay, if it was,
1: you know, a, a trick I always tell people um, is you kind of have to start with with centering, working on yourself. So, so you mm-hmm. know, if, if you're kind of the average person that that is, you know, support, you know working in an it area regardless of what you do what you have to recognize is that you're part of an organization that delivers some sort of service or product or value or that sort of thing and you need to really align yourself with that i recognize that your day-to-day work might be it oriented but your organization may not necessarily be in the it business so it's really critical that you anchor yourself before you you do anything right because what ends up happening is you'll always be speaking from a uh, uh, an IT perspective. But if you stop and you pause and you say, you know what, I work for, in my case, I work for a toy company, mm-hmm. right? So all of a sudden now I realize that the things I do are all about making, selling and, you know, making and selling toys, you know, and of course, you know, enriching children's lives, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I support process, you know, I'm really about those processes
0: I like how you guys put that. I like how they brainwashed you into that. Enri-
1: <laughs> no, enriching, yeah.
0: enriching children's lives. Sure. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what we're doing. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: absolutely. I,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> Mommy, um, buy me this. I just saw it on an ad on TV. I just saw this. It <laughs> popped up in my Facebook feed or something. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, but I mean, you, you, you really kind of bring it to that paper. You know, it starts with you, right? So, so you really need to start from that place. And the, the best way to do that is I tell people, you know, think about what it is about your organization, or your, your organization's business that excites you. Yes. You know? I was going to say that you like, yeah, for sure. You know? Yeah, because if mean, you, you can't cool. just
0: drink the Kool-Aid. Because if you if no. you're using the word drink the Kool-Aid, then you don't, you're not bought it. You don't like it because you're calling it Kool-Aid,
1: you know? Exactly. Exactly. You know, so 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 it really has to start from. If you're going to embark on this, you really need to to wrap your head around it. And the best trigger to do that is to figure out what it is that excites you about the organization that you're with, so that you're not a talking bobblehead either. Because the other thing is, it's not just the speak; it's also your body language and, and your level of enthusiasm and that sort of thing. Because you know, people smell BS like blood in the water, right? I mean, you you do, I do.
0: We People are, are right. human lie detectors. They can tell if you're being ingenuine. Although Absolutely. I do tell my children, I do tell my children all the time, a fake smile is better than a genuine frown. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, you can't argue with that.
0: Thank um. <laughs> so give me give me maybe an example of how you have. I don't know if it's called, if it's called aligned IT with the values of Mattel mm-hmm. and delivered something in technology to your end users that they have embraced or maybe not embraced at first, but learned mm-hmm. to embrace due to your, you know, great skills from helping Women in New Jersey with long nails use a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and mostly and, my mom. That was it. And <laughs> then how? Um, <laughs> and then how have we then delivered that message to <laughs> the upper management team, mm-hmm. the the bobs, so to speak, yep. and um, shown how that has actually delivered some kind of monetary growth value, aligned it with a KPI. Sure. It's 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 more complicated than uh than we um it's it's a tough it's a tough task.
1: Yeah, no, it absolutely is. It absolutely and and you know and and so I kind of like what I mentioned earlier, just to kind of give some perspective, um you know, my title is director of IT, organizational change management and change in the You know, so so notice that I have no digital, no operations, no nothing like that associated with it. And what what I and my team uh, actually focus in on is kind of that intersection of when technology process and people meet, that's really where you get success. We all know this, um, you know, deep down inside. But in terms of kind of turning that into something tangible that you can actually walk and demonstrate.
0: Can you say that Um, again? Cause that's pretty mind blowing when technology process and people meet what I can't type fast enough. (laughs) I should have turned on, I should have turned on um, my, I have all kinds of like, free demo accounts from VoIP companies I should have turned on dial pad because it it trans it uh automatically uh, you know transcribes, well, transcribes the entire thing I should do that you know it's free it's included I don't have to pay <laughs> the anyways but go ahead change. changing when technology processing and people meet what
1: when technology processes it and people meet what you actually do is and the cultural alignment uh, aligned they are um, the faster you actually get the value the benefits that you're trying to achieve you know with with any you know um technology initiative or, or whatever it is that you're trying to accomplish digitally it really requires the you know those three components to, to really be um aligned and the more in line they are the faster you actually achieve those so um so again i just kind of wanted to couch that you know before i kind of walk into an example so' I'm going to think about a project I did not too, you know, too long ago. And the objective was to, um, it wasn't a big project, but it was fairly complex, you know, in the sense that it was global. Um, But the idea was really to, you know, at a really high level, right now we had, um, you know, a particular set of of functions throughout the world um, that were using a system that was implemented a couple of years ago. And um, they were spending uh, a significant amount of manual time kind of pulling data down, you know, manipulating it in Excel and doing all kinds of fun things to it. And then re-uploading it back into the system to make the system kind of figure out, you know, numbers and all this other stuff. So, um, So the project's purpose was really to address the manual parts of that process. With the intention of freeing up people from all that manual labor, so so they could focus in on air quotes more value valuable activities, you know, value adding activities. Right? Yes. So if you pause there, you know, let's unpack that concept, right? So so so, you know, here we are, IT, and, and our business partners are coming to us and saying, "Yeah, we've kind of evolved to a point right now where we need to take this to the next step. We need more more." value adding activities. So right at the get-go, you know, the conversations that I jumped into with them with was define that. So, you know, here we, you know, let's fast forward six months. Everyone, you know, we've eliminated these, va- these manual activities, but and and now the people kind of have whatever amount of time they have released from, from those activities. What is value adding activities? Like you, as the business partner, what do you expect them to be doing? You know, and they said, oh, okay. well, they're going to focus more on kind of like strategy and planning. Well, I said, great. How do you measure that? Project isn't even started yet. Mm -hmm. So we're already having those conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Because we know know,
0: what we're trying to do, but we want to know how to measure it once it's done.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And the reason why I'm looking at it from that lens is to help the business partners understand exactly what I mentioned earlier. That technology process and people, you can almost saw like a Venn diagram, right? The closer, the tighter those circles become and that intersection area increases, the faster you will you will get, gain your benefits. So I said, you know, I don't know what success looks like. You know, do you help me understand, you know, what are the yard lines? What's what's the goal? You know, how do how do we progress towards that? So we actually got into very deep discussions right up front. Mm -hmm. You know, and and again, none of this was about technology. This was all about the goals.
0: It's about setting up. It's about like, yeah, setting, setting people up for success, knowing what the, knowing what success is. Yeah. Exactly. Because now you can look um, at it, too, and you'd be like, oh, man, we're going to knock this one out of the park. Oh, it's going to be really hard. We're going to really work hard, but uh, we'll get it done. <laughs> and then, but, that,
1: yeah. yeah, but, you know, funny enough, so, so we actually did have a few executives come back to me and say, you know, now that we're kind of thinking about it from that perspective. So some executives, and again, because this was global, so we had executives in various parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Some executives came back to me and said, no problem. This is how we measure value-adding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We had other executives that came back to us and said, wow, you know, now that I think about it, I'm not quite sure my people actually have the right skill sets because we hired them kind of given the current model that they have to do all this work. Yeah. So mm-hmm. they were more paper pushers as opposed to strategic. Yeah. We got so, a bunch of
0: data entry guys.
1: Exactly. So, so it's like I might have to, you know, train them. You know, and, and, you know, we might have to partner with other, you know, parts of the world to see what they're doing to to kind of figure out what does value add look like. Mm -hmm. So, you know, early on, some of those business executives realized that even though, you know, the the IT solution was going to provide exactly what they were looking for, they still weren't going to get that last mile benefit necessarily right away Mm -hmm. until they implemented certain, you know, things that they had to do. You know, to to help them get there. So, you know, a big part of what we do is really kind of helping people understand, are we talking about, after we deploy some sort of technology solution, is it about, um, you know, deploying the solution, then expecting some sort of a gradual increase or gradual goals towards your benefits? Mm-hmm. My What I always look for is the hockey stick, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, deploy the solution, let everybody kind of get used to it, the whole nine yards, support them yep. so they get comfortable. It's their new normal. Yep. And then we look for that hockey stick in terms of, of the benefits. So, again, we're we're just in alignment right mm-hmm. in right the very beginning. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. So then we go through delivery. Right? How do we and,
0: find the hockey stick? As an IT guy, how do you front. find it?
1: Okay, so you, that's you what success it. looks like. Yeah, you find it by figuring out how tightly aligned, you know. Technology, process, and people are right from the get-go, right? So, so if if they say value-added activities and and these are the, the activities or these are the business results that they're looking for, you know, that conversation alone helps them understand. Hey, do I have a process issue? Do I have a people issue, or is this really just about technology? For certain of those executives, it was just about the technology. Their people were ready to go. Yep. For other executives, they they. Kind of like I mentioned, you know, it was kind of the people
0: thing. Well, one of the biggest things that slows down large companies, really large companies, is the ability to analyze and and implement like right away. Yeah. Right. So the faster we can analyze and make a change and be more nimble. You know, it's kind of like, like the startup guys can do that pretty well because you've got a bunch of crazy people wearing multiple hats and, you know, they can kind of make, they can be nimble and they can make changes. But one of the things that I've seen, and I've worked in large corporate companies and I've worked for startups as well. I always loved the startups because I could see immediate growth. I could see immediate action and change. But the things with the large bureaucracies... Um, and we see this with COVID, and we see this Dr. Fauci complaining about how you know long it takes to get a drug approved and things like this. And I think you know you've got people on both sides of the store side. Whether it. regardless, it's like if it takes so long to make a minor change or to implement something, how can we grow fast enough? Yeah. So you're kind of like eliminating that, making it easier for people to,
1: I guess, take action. Yeah. Well, you know what it, it comes down to is right in the get go. You know, the first um, you know, portion of, of kind of this, this example that you asked me about was really alignment. That's exactly what those conversations were. They really were alignment, you know, helping them understand this is the part that we're delivering for you to get to the business uh, yeah. objectives you're trying to, to achieve by, you know, serving a better t- technology. You're
0: given a really good reason why. Why we're doing this. Exactly. We're not just but we're not just making your world. life miserable. We're not just making your life miserable with a new right. CRM.
1: But, right. but what we're also doing is managing expectations. Say this is the role that, that the technology is actually playing. So uh-huh. like I said, for certain executives, it really was slowing people down. But for other executives, it highlighted bigger things for them that really IT really had, you know, very little control mm. over. You know, and at the end of the day, that's really coloring um, you know, kind of what we think of as success, right? Because IT says, oh, we delivered the project. Hey, we were successful, right? Um, but if we're shifting the conversation now to really focus in on kind of the, the business benefits, mm-hmm. the goals and objectives, now everybody starts working towards
0: those Ah, uh, yes. It's not, it it's not like, hey, it's not, hey, we did it, next. It's not just like, hey, it's not just IT did their part, uh, goodbye. Right. Uh, it's like... It's it's more than that. It's uh so let's go, let's move on then. Cause I know you're I know there's a third aspect to this, which oh, yeah. is a, which no, is adoption absolutely. or something.
1: Yeah, I, I you know, but but before I actually leave this point, I just also want to throw this out there for consideration as well. Um, you know, aside from just kind of aligning and, and helping people kind of understand um what's it gonna take to 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 get to the actual business objectives, the other benefit is now IT is playing a constant. You know, your are your internal consultant. And that's the other thing kind of going back to what we talked about earlier, right, Um, in terms of what changed. IT has several skill sets, like project management, like, you know, logical thinking, like, um, Um, you know, understanding of, of what it takes to implement some of the things like, I want to be able to ship like Amazon, you know, that sort of thing, that it brings to the table that is now viewed as a huge value add as well. So it's kind of a twofer, right? Not only are we kind of demonstrating, hey, this is you know, how you get to your business goals relative to this project, but oh, by the way, we're acting as your inter- internal consultant that everybody kind of understands kind of their piece of this pie to help you get to your goals. So hmm. I just kind of want to throw that out there because that, that is now also a big piece. Or kind of the
0: IT role. I also think it's, I ask a lot like what people's end game is. Like, yeah. are you, you going to be an IT director forever? Like, at 75 years old, are you going to be an IT director? Like, I hope not. I mean, I wouldn't want to be. Maybe some people love, you know, a lot of people want to be taking tickets and running the help desk at 75. Like, fine. Yeah. If that's what you love, great.
1: Yeah.
0: I just want to see some sort of progression and end game and and progression for IT. Me personally, I want to see that. I want to see yeah. people have. You know, if they're if they're taking on more of this consulting role. And consultant is such a broad, it's just it shouldn't even be used anymore. That that word should just be destroyed. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> consultant could mean so I'm a business consultant. I'm a this. What do you mean? Like I don't, I'm an IT yeah. consultant. No. It's just it has to be. Much more granular. There has to be a description for it. But you know, if IT is playing a role in operations, they're playing a role in just the technical side. You've got you got data analysis. You've got all of these various different, different things. It should be, yeah, that's where you're really becoming a, I guess CTO yeah. slash CFO type role. Maybe we should make yeah, up a new I acronym. Mean, you know, you
1: know, at the end of the day, now you know a lot of people in IT are actually they're bringing that strategic thinking to the table. So, so IT, a lot of my peers, a lot of my team members are are pulled into strategic conversations. You know, so so that's really kind of the consulting services that we're bringing to the table to help define what success really looks like. And that's you know, thankfully, what, you know, one of the reasons why Mattel is actually enjoying, you know, success. Uh, the, uh, yeah, success that it that it's been experiencing, but. You know, for, after we moved to alignment and the example that, I, that I've that i been giving, you know, kind of the next phase was that, you know, we delivered, we served up the solution, you know, and the solution that we served, you know, aligned to kind of the things that they were asking for, you know, in terms of their overall experience. Uh, so we got to the end, you know, and, and we went live, we embraced it. So um, the next, you know, piece of that is, okay, you know, IT served exactly what you said you were looking for. And, you know, we designed it the way, you know, your your experts told us to design it. We worked collaboratively through that process, whether you're using waterfall or, you know, Uh agile iterations, whatever, you know, here it is. You know, so now it's about, okay, what does it take to stop doing the old things that people are doing today and start doing new things? And that sounds pretty straightforward, but you'd be amazed. I'll give you an example that I, that I encounter a lot. Um, it's what we call slide back. So so you, you deliver a new t- solution, you know, it, it, it some sort to, to your partners, and we actually saw it on this project. And there were still people that still had old habits or didn't trust the, the data in the system where they were still doing manual things kind of on the side, even though they didn't have to. Right? And, uh-huh. and you know, they were talking to their leadership about that, and they were like, well, we're just not sure, so it's better if we, you know, continue to do that. So, again, that kind of creates that drag on, on you know, achieving those, those milestones. But I said, we want people to be, you know, doing – Fully bought in. Fully bought in. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we have to set up a system to be able to measure how closely things uh, – the technology, the process, and the people are really aligned. Right. So there's lots of ways to do that. You know, on the technology side, of course, you want to look at, at what are the tickets that are rolling, in. right? Nine times out of ten on new implementation of just about anything, your number one issue is always security. I, I can't get in or um, I'm not getting to the right things. You know, so so first few days is always, you know, something around security. Um, the next most popular thing is data, trying to understand the data. Why? Um, sometimes it's timing. Sometimes it's um, the the system or or whatever it is. It's just basically basically serving up the the data, either with new calculations or it's presenting a new graph or some sort of. You know,
0: that's tweaks and tweaks and around the data and how it's popping out and making sure, yeah, I gotcha.
1: Yeah, so so people right away think there's something wrong with the data where actually the data is just fine, it's just being served up a different way. But you know, they kind of have to get used to working with data served up the new way, right? Um, so it's really about kind of the you know, the so the the tickets you want to look at, you want to look at are people actually using the system, you know. And then you want to look at like things like transactional throughput, so whatever system you're, you're you know putting in uh, or solution that you're applying, you want to make sure that that the actual business process itself um, is continuing. That there's no like um, you know business interruption or or slow down as a result of that or that sort of thing. And and those metrics will tell you a lot, you know, because if you see you know spikes or, or Challenges across the board. Any any of those things, then you can you know kind of go down the list. Right? Is it technology related? Is it buggy? You know, are there were there problems that sort Mm. of okay? Peel that layer off the Uh process. Do people know what they're supposed to be doing when they're supposed to be doing it? How they're supposed to be doing? Did the business do their part? Did we work with the business? Did that you know when we talked about communications earlier? Was it communicated clearly? Uh, where people trained appropriately did they you know are they able to apply it now do, do they know the step one two three four that they have to execute so there's the process piece of it and then finally there's the people piece of it right um you know my favorite is always the people that you know either if we're doing live training or if we're doing you know whatever the case may be people ignore the resources they provided and just just jump right into the system and try to figure stuff out sometimes that works sometimes it doesn't you know it depends on the quality of the system. You know, because at the end of the day, when we talk about kind of embracing um, these solutions, Uh it's not just, you know, technology, you know, it comes down to kind of the quality of the solution, you know, uh, along with uh, the people in the process, right? So that that solution quality, like the user experience, for example, also plays a huge part in that as well. If it's a crummy user experience, I actually have a situation like that going on right now Uh on, on another implementation and that means we have to kind of fill in the gaps on the process and the people side, you know.
0: The so you mentioned a recipe last time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What what are we making? Yeah. What are we cooking?
1: <laughs> success. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna make your kitchen smell like success. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's really like um, it, you know we're, we're baking the technology, the process, and the cookies is what we're doing, right? You know, so like I said, if you if you picture each one as its own cookie. And then you lay them out on the plate kind of as in that Venn diagram perspective. And Mm -hmm. that all three cookies touches where success lives. So here's
0: an example of a bad project. We have Mm -hmm. the best ingredients possible. We Mm -hmm. have the best cooks on the face of this earth. Mm -hmm. We have limited time. (laughs) <laughs> we have uh, <laughs> we have we have a hungry crowd we have a hungry crowd of people and we have a competitor breathing down our backs mm-hmm. and the upper management has made a shadow it decision and they have delivered our new um equipment into the bakery and it is everything must be made on easy bake ovens and <laughs> somehow the cooks are pissed.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: what yes. What do you do in that situation? And I've had this happen. I've literally had this mm-hmm. happen. No names. Large company yeah. sure. deployed a not to mention another company's soft phone mm-hmm. across thousands and thousands of users. It was buggy yep. as heck. The yep. GUI was terrible and nobody used it. And two years later, they're still paying for it and nobody's using it and who cares? Yeah. How much benefit so, are, getting, are they getting out of that technology? None. And then COVID hit. Zero. And then COVID hit and well, we can't even use this thing anyways. I hate it. I'll just use yeah. my personal cell phone for all my company stuff.
1: Yeah, totally. To- totally makes sense. You know, So so... Again, if you kind of think about the lineup of the cookies, the technology, the process of the people, right? Um, it sounds like the technology one, you know, you probably went in to make like an oatmeal cookie and you came out with, I don't know, like a, a dog. Ah, it, was, it was
0: warm dough. <laughs> <laughs> so I, was the baked. light bulb, you <laughs> know, yeah. can we get a different light bulb in here? Jeez, we got to yeah. work with what we got. Um, yeah. You know, there's only
1: LEDs. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, there is a point. So that kind of goes back to quality of solution, right? You know, because, you know, again, you know, if the technology is kind of, it sounds like the technology is just.
0: It's part of the recipe. It's part of the recipe. So what's your selection process? How do you. In other words, if the IT director isn't at the table, if we go back all the way to the beginning of this episode, right? If we go back, if the IT director doesn't know the language of business, if the IT director does not know, um, is not in alignment with the the values and the objectives or what success looks like with the company and he's just there, Mm -hmm. then... And the upper management guys are, you know, have a couple friends over here at a CRM company that you know Mm -hmm. is telling them this is the latest and greatest, but they have no clue or there's no alignment with IT. Then we end up with these situations sometimes where it's like, "Hey, uh, Tony, um, Mm -hmm. here's the new CRM. Uh, Could we have that up and running by uh, next Friday, please?"
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's the
0: extreme example. But how how do you quality. What's quality look like to you? How do you do that without wasting time? Because time again right. is like, you know, again, it goes back to the large bureaucratic company and can not not being nimble enough. And, you know, what's mm-hmm. the, what's the, how, what's quality, what is picking quality or finding quality, whatever that is to you?
1: Yeah. Well, so, so, you know, for the, for the, for the persons in, in that situation, it really, you do need that it starts with trust, right? So if you're at the hmm. table and you get something forced like this on you, you know, what that's telling me is right out of the gate, um, you're kind of missing an opportunity to kind of, kind of demonstrate how, you know, the, the disciplines that I take.
0: Let me rephrase that question. Everyone's gonna take your wonderful advice on the show. They're gonna go Mm -hmm. find out what EBITDA means. They're going to they're gonna get aligned with the company. They're gonna, you know, go down the hallway shaking hands. They're gonna find out what the CEO. They're gonna get in alignment with the company values. They're gonna find out what the biggest struggle, concern, problem, frustration, concern of the CEO is right now. They're gonna find Mm -hmm. out what their competition is. Maybe it's supply chain, whatever it is. They're gonna, they're I'm on board. Okay. Now we must find a solution. How do you find the quality piece? How do you find the right solution for whatever it is? Do you have like a, I don't know, Venn diagram you go through or a process or, (laughs) you know, or is it, hey, I just call up, you know, John down the street because uh, he's been through this before or, you know, or uh, what is it? What's the process for for quality? For a lot
1: of organizations, you know, what they do is they actually, it really starts with, with kind of business planning a strategy right because for example if the business is trying to get to a certain point or going back to the thing we keep out, I want to ship like Amazon right um, that strategy part of that strategy planning process really kind of has to be what does the technology look like to make that happen right so broadly and that's kind of the whole quadrants and all that other good stuff where, where a lot of that starts to kind of come into play you know the next step really becomes you know hey how do you take that strategy down to the next level? you know, into, well, what do we really need? Right. You know, uh, a lot of organizations are kind of taking a little bit of, particularly within the SaaS space, are taking a lot of kind of MVP sort of uh, approaches right now. I see everybody, you know, that I talk to, particularly in Explain. You know, my profession. yeah. Um, so, so you know, in, instead of kind of going directly for the Ferrari, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you'll be okay with a cattle, you know, for now. Uh You know, uh all those bells bells and whistles. Uh Um, So it's really kind of... Are you saying it from a keep it
0: simple, stupid methodology or like why overcomplicate things? Yeah, almost.
1: You know, it's but again, it's like taking alignment down to a more granular level, right? And that's that's really when like the CIO or the CTO's, you know, teams, you know, kind of take what they're looking to accomplish and kind of sync up with the business partner teams and they kind of figure out, you know, if I'm at you know this point here, what does my treasure map look like to get to, the, to to the you know the the point that marks X? Well, the solution needs to be able to be mobile. It needs to work on scanners. The solution should be able to um, have easy you know data import capabilities. A wish list. Um, yeah, it should be real time. I shouldn't have like you know three day batches going on. In some industries, that happens still. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, that sort of thing, right. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. what is the experience supposed to look like? So you kind of have to start putting some parameters because every organization's this different, right. The, the culture is different. The, the objectives are different. The, the industries are varied. So, um, you know, sometimes you'll go for, Oh, something that's like kind of a leader in your industry or whatever the case may be, it depends, you know, but but really that next step is being part of that business strategy. Um, Planning process. And now I'm, now I'm talking about kind of that three to five year business planning strategy uh-huh. process. And then boiling that down to the next level, handing it down to your teams to be able to, to turn that into something like what does our shopping list look like? Uh-huh. You know, what are the ingredients that we need to, to bake this cake? You know, and then you can actually start the, the evaluation process because otherwise, all you're doing is you're walking into a car showroom and you're, I like the red one. You know, and that's you know, you don't want to play that game with technology these days, right? Because at the end of the day, you know what ends up happening is it kind of shoots you in the foot. Do but you think you do
0: IT guys know? Do you think um, most IT guys know where to shop?
1: Um, you know, I, I think it's become easier. You know, um, because really, a lot more services. Yeah, I think it has become easier than it used to. Okay, because there's a lot more reviews. And it varies by industry, but like for example, you go to Garner or Captera or whatever the case may be, you've got good places to start.
0: You don't think those are pay to play?
1: Um,
0: <laughs>
1: in a certain you know a certain degree, a yep. certain degree, you
0: right, know. Right, right. But
1: but at the end of the day, you know, if you're talking to to a vendor that has, I don't know, two thousand, you know, Fortune one hundred, you know, Fortune companies or whatever the case, you know, I've got ninety nine of the Fortune one you They're probably doing something right, you know. <laughs> and you know what? your level of service is probably there where these people are still paying you money and you've been around for a while. So there's always good vendor, you know, vendor level criteria that you also want to look at. And that's something that, again, kind of going back to the value that IT brings to the table, it's that vendor selection process, right? The experience that we have that a lot of times business partners traditionally didn't, they're starting to get, you know, more savvy in it, but...
0: um, Say that, explain, explain.
1: So, so it's, 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 it's the partnerships you know yeah. that, that you want to spin up. So things like, for example, the quality of the service that a vendor provides, what does that look like? You know, a lot of times, uh, business partners may not necessarily know, um, the important things to ask about that. And what does that look like? Or, um, be able to, to kind of execute things like, um. Hey, give me your top three referenceable customers. Or maybe you know, the
0: actual remember, vendor, maybe the vendor themselves should actually be a partner. Yeah. They you shouldn't know, just be, uh, you know, um, a vendor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, a recipient of a check. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you know, the goal is to always, you know, get your vendors to, of course, you know, you treat them as partners. But, you know, a lot of time in the, times in that selection process, um, You know, the value that IT brings to the table is, you know, kind of looking at from a long-term perspective, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's not just cost, you know, you might have to go for someone a little bit more expensive because either they're more robust, they're a better fit for what we're trying to accomplish or their services.
0: Well, if it does what you need it to do and a little bit more at the end of the day, then you're making money.
1: Yeah. But you I, know mean, what I mean, it's, it's kind of like, every other day, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, and it's not available and all of a sudden it's, there's I'm
0: not sure. much difference at the end of the day, when you start looking at vendors and you start looking at the difference. Although when I looked at the HVAC in my barn, for some odd reason, there was guys that were like crazy off and left field difference for the same exact, I don't know what they're <laughs> thinking, but, um,
1: it's true.
0: Um, I think usually at the end of the day, when you really start kind of putting things out for bid and going down to, you know, getting down to the wire, most people want to compete. Um, And so at that point, even if something is more expensive, typically if it does the job and does what it needs to do, then you're you're going to get a good return on investment and that'll be measurable. And then that comes back to the quality and the recipe and the implementation and the training and all yeah. that stuff. And a lot of stuff flops and fails. Um, and I'm you've seen this and I've seen it. I'm sure everyone else that's mm-hmm. listening knows that a lot of things fail when the end users uh you know cry mutiny or jump off the boat and like you know there's adoption is horrible or you know something like that so the whole poc process and going through things and testing things see i knew we want to get through this without some screaming in the background So My one kid's torturing up. another kid. Like he just stabbed me. <laughs> you know, I got shot with a BB gun. Them. He was playing with the BB gun again. <laughs> no, it doesn't really happen. Every now and then, long. someone gets really offended by me. Like they think I'm being serious. Like, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm calling child protective services. <laughs> I had to, I had a guy say that one time. Phil, I don't know what you're doing over there, but I'm calling child protective services. I was like, relax. I'll call him for you. I'll call him for you.
1: That's outstanding. Uh,
0: it's a true story. I did have that happen once. Oh
1: I, man! I said, when
0: my when my kitchen was being remodeled. When my kitchen was being remodeled, my my wife homeschools the kids, so we had all the kids in the basement. Right, had all the kids in the basement, like working around like a like a fold out. You know, like one of those white plastic, like uh, picnic tables that you get from Sam's Club or something, you know? Sam's Club, the one that shot, went down. Anyways, the kids are around there. I've got like a toaster oven now. We've got like a kind of a makeshift kitchen. It looks somewhat like a dungeon in the basement. I was like, all right, guys, quick. Um, like you stand in the corner. You stay in the corner. I'm going to take a picture of this real quick so I can send out an email blast for uh, the next episode that comes out on dissecting popular 18 Nerds. right? And I was like, you know my kids are uh you know working in this dungeon you know i'm like you know putting them to work at labor these two are in trouble because they weren't working hard enough so they're standing in the corner you know, it was like, oh, it was just like a mock up. It was like a joke, you know. But uh, don't forget to listen to the next episode of wherever. You know what I mean? Some guy's like, I don't know what you're doing there, but I'm calling child protective services. <laughs> I was like, yeah, because if I really was doing this, I'd take a picture of it and email blast it out to like you know thousands of listeners. <laughs> People are That's you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> so like, just how dare you email me? Uh, I'm unwhitelisting you. I'm, not, <laughs> I'm blacklisting you. <laughs> Uh, Well, this has been a pleasure. If you had, um, if you had uh, any one piece of advice or, um, you know, from the years of experience with toys, um, (laughs) what would, um, well, first of all, let me, this was it. This is much more life altering here. Do you love your job?
1: I adore my job. I am one of those people in IT that absolutely adore what I do.
0: Huh, and it's interesting too because you call yourself a change enabler, and everyone hates change. Mm-hmm. Why do you Perfect. love your? Why do you? I know. Why do you love your job? <laughs> <It's> <laughs> why? Everyone hates you. Everyone hates you. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love Actually, it, Phil. Uh, no. Yeah, you
1: know. It, it, so, so the conversation around change is, has changed. Right? That doesn't make sense, but um, it's changed. It, it, in other words, if you're not
0: changing the- now, you're like behind. Yeah. Well, you know,
1: people people have recognized that, particularly when it comes to digital and technology, uh, change is a constant. So what they're recognizing is that um, it's not about, you know, I don't want to change. Now it's about the piece of change. Mm. And that's really what the conversations are revolving around. You know, everyone recognizes that you have to now keep up or you have to get ahead of the path. And the only way to do that is to screw around with with everything that you're doing right. try
0: new things. (laughs) I like how you say that. Screw around with stuff. You know, (laughs) I like how you say that. We went from like, there's a very specific recipe, you know, and we've got to do things in this very organized. You know, we got to screw around with a bunch of stuff and, you know, throw some stuff up against the wall and you know, we'll throw something at these end users. (laughs) Now we get the truth. See, this is the truth. (laughs) Now we've really gotten down to the bottom. (laughs) Screw around with you and some other end users and, you know, we'll figure it out. That's all.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely I, uh, but but it really kind of kind of comes down to, to the pace right it that's the conversations and that's really uh what people are looking for they're looking for help with pace capacity all that other stuff
0: hmm that's beautiful you can't type fast enough this is too many <laughs> pace, uh, pace hello pa- pace not the salsa <laughs> Although that's good too pace <laughs> Uh, Oh, spicy. Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Love it. Um, Thank you so much for being on the show. Um, This has been very valuable. uh, Very valuable. We've been doing this for over an hour now. Jeez. I guess the coffee kicked in. So Um, (laughs) we didn't talk much about Mattel. That's probably a good thing, but I don't know. Is there a good toy coming out recently or is there anything we need to... should, um, oh, that might be that might go against your like you know some sort of like non disclosure agreement. We can't we can't no, know the secrets. Um,
1: so they're trialing a new uh, Scrabble companion. No way! Um, I love yeah, Scrabble. In, uh, I forget what country, but if you go to the Patel website, they'll 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 show you. We did Pictionary Air, which was fantastic. You
0: know, well, of- I always think we should do Scrabble in different languages. Like, yeah, what if I'm we did familiar, Scrabble in like Chinese? Is that even possible? I, even, it was like all the kinds of characters and stuff. That must be crazy, you know? Like how to learn, yeah, like I, uh, you that's know, a whole how
1: another animal.
0: You yeah. know, but
1: um, the point but system yeah, would be all screwed up. <laughs> there's some some amazing stuff coming out, you know, in the near future. The Eman stuff is on fire. Hot Wheels is just banging. Oh, hmm. we have Mattel creations for the collectors. That's hmm. huge.
0: Hmm.
1: That is huge. Like, well,
0: um, those people are definitely crazy. So, if we got some collectors yeah, listening. Mean,
1: we just did, uh, I don't know if you saw, we did Tesla, radio-controlled Tesla Cybertrucks. What? Yeah.
0: I want know. a Cybertruck, but this, this might be a better option.
1: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they're like, I don't know. They start about $500. They came in like two or three different sizes. Really? But we have an adult collector's um, business that we've spun up that is on fire right now. That's
0: mm. really Super fun. cool. So check
1: it out. It's called MattelCreations.com.
0: Okay. Sir, thank you so much.
1: Thank you Phil, it was a pleasure.